Welcome to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to the Garden with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Well, it looks like a little bit of a misty morning. Um, I hope we get some rain. We could actually use it. Uh, it's it, it, the last uh, two, three weeks. It got uh, pretty dry. We went from being, um, you know, awful wet to, uh, you know, almost uh, too dry, but uh Looks like we're going to get some rain, you know, in the next day or two, uh, somewhere along the line that we'll get some. But um, the, the uh, your uh, vegetables and uh, your flowers, just to make sure that you water them uh, every couple of days. Uh, give them about uh, a half inch of uh, water. Uh, that's about what they need for, uh, for, you know, for every couple of days if it doesn't rain. And um, make sure you water them either early in the morning or early enough in the evening so that if they go back, they go into the night, uh, you know, uh, good and dry. Um, also, the garlic, uh, if it's uh, turning yellow and, st- and falling over, uh, that's the time to harvest. When you do harvest it, make sure that you dry it. Make sure you leave it open, um, open air. Uh, let it air dry. Uh, remove all the dirt, uh, you know, by hand, so that uh, let the dirt dry up on there. Don't wash it. Whatever you do, don't wash it with the hose. Just uh, let it naturally dry up, and then um, as the dirt dries up on it, uh, just keep removing it. Uh, when it's uh, good and dry, then go ahead and bunch it uh, and hang it uh, in a good, cool, dark place. That's that's where they like. Uh, uh, that's where they like to be. Um, your your herbs. Make sure you cut them every couple of weeks. Make sure that you give them an air cut, whether you need them or don't need them. Um, that will keep them, uh, you know, uh, growing. You want to keep them vegetative, and you want to keep them going. So, uh, the last thing you want uh, them to do is go to seed. If they go to seed, they're generally done. Uh, so keeping them growing, um, that's what keeps them uh, going. And uh, just dry the herbs, and then use them, uh, uh, use them in the winter time. Uh, this is also the time to, to trim your annuals. You know, if you see some that uh, you're hanging bast or some uh, annuals that they're flopping over or they're uh, getting a little woody, you know, trim them back and uh, feed them. You know, you're watering your, your pots uh, generally on a daily basis. Uh, so you want to make sure that uh, every uh, five or six weeks you go ahead and use Osmocote, feed them with that. Uh, you're, the more you water them, uh, the more you're, you're taking basically all the nutrients that, you know, they're getting washed out. So, uh, just stay on top of that so that you keep them good and, uh, looking good for, uh, especially when we get into September and October. That's really, uh, the cool weather. They'll love that and they'll, they'll be ready for the, um, uh, for the winter. Also on your, all your hydrangeas, as the flowers spend, make sure that you cut the, the spent flowers off. When you go to cut them off, go down below the flower, go to the second note below the flower, make the cut. They will rebreak the rebloomers, will set buds there, uh, and they will rebloom by, you know, th- those will be your late blooms for late September, October, and sometimes November. Uh, your Annabelle, uh, you, you know, all the arborescence variety, as the, as the flower spent, cut those off, they will rebloom. The same thing with your butterfly bushes. As the flowers are spent, cut those flowers off, go down generally a couple of nodes, make the cut, and, um, they will, uh, Keep on going. You can keep these plants going all the way into the uh, in the late fall. 
the uh, you know uh, another thing that uh, you know you want to make sure you know keep feeding your plants, uh, especially your containers, uh, and uh, and also the plants in the ground because you are, especially when it's dry, that you water them quite a bit. Uh, you know you do you know you do deplete the nutrients, so make sure that you feed them osmocote um, in your uh, you know your uh, ground and that you know you can use plant tone and iron tone. Uh, also, the lawn. This is the the time to go ahead and put step three on. Uh, or you can use the uh, Aspoma Summer Fertilizer, uh, the organic. Uh, this is the um, the time to do that. Uh, by the end of July, you want to have that applied. Uh, if you have a lot of weeds in there, or if you just want to spot, if you have just a few weeds, you can just spot weed with Weed Beater Ultra or Weed Be Gone Plus Crabgrass. Crabgrass has been ex- extremely uh, aggressive, especially with uh, when you have these uh, dry uh, periods. Uh, with high humidity, that that just like a perfect condition uh, for that to come on. Same thing with diseases. I've seen more diseases in lawns uh, this year, and that's really been caused by the humidity that we have had. The high humidity um, the last couple of weeks, uh, especially like I didn't know if it was last weekend or, or the weekend before, uh, the humidity was just uh, excessive. Uh, to where you saw a lot of the, uh, uh, they created a lot of diseases on, uh, on the lawns, but it also initiated a lot of the insects and shrubs that, uh, you'll, you'll start to see. Uh, a lot of the beetles, uh, caterpillars, uh, and other bugs, extremely, extremely active. You know, use eight on your cut flowers and use Captain Jack's dead brew or neem on all your vegetables you want to use the uh, the uh, organic and the vegetables uh, especially uh, i said there's um, with, with the humidity uh, the uh, it seems like it's just been an explosion in the last uh, uh, two three weeks the same thing on your lawn spider mites are uh, very active on burning bushes roses junipers and many of the perennials so uh, if you see a little discoloration there if you see a little uh, kind of the leaves kind of getting curling uh, that is a sign that the, the spider mites are, are active. Use bioadvanced insect disease and mite spray that will take care of it. And, uh, uh you want to make sure that you stay on top of the air. Those can definitely destroy the, uh, destroy the plants. Same thing with mosquitoes. The humidity, the mosquitoes have been awful. So make sure that any of the, uh, your bird bats or any place where you have buckets, uh, uh make sure that there's no water just standing there. You don't want any water standing in the, if you have some uh, spots on your patio or some area around the, uh, the your lawn where the there's depressions and water sits there for a little bit, make sure that you drain it out. Make sure that you get rid of it because that is uh, the perfect breeding uh, area, you know, for mosquitoes. You can use the mosquitoes beater uh, pouches um, in there or, or the granules. That, that they'll uh, they'll give you about two or three weeks of protection on there. Uh, but to be very aware of that and, uh, you know, stay on top of it. But, you know, the biggest thing there, make sure that if there is any water standing that uh, on your bird bath, change it every couple of days, put some fresh water in there uh, so that you don't have the... Um, you know the the water just standing there where it'll it'll, it'll provide a you know a breeding area uh, and the tomatoes uh, you're starting to see the they're starting to ripen and the same thing there the humidity has been uh, uh, affecting them make sure that you spray them with copper fungicide uh, if you stay on top of that they will definitely make a big difference uh, but if you see any kind of rotting at the bottom that means that there uh, the lime has been depleted out of it use uh, lightning lime. 
um, right at the base of it, or you can spray bonite rot stop uh, on the foliage. That will that will provide the lime right into the uh, into the foliage. So those are uh, some of the things that uh, you know you you definitely want to make sure that you uh, that you uh, you know apply uh, at this time of the year. Some of the um, uh, best uh, you know cutting perennials. If you're looking to have some perennial uh, that uh, you want to use for cutting, uh, yarrow. Uh, is a really good one to use. A lot of different colors, a lot of different uh, uh, sizes. Uh, Stilby, uh, bellflower, delphinium. The delphinium is just spectacular to, uh, to to dry, you know, cut, and also some of them to dry. Uh, the coneflower, especially all the all these new varieties of coneflowers that we have now, uh, from yellow to orange to red uh, the, to a, a mauve, just a huge, huge selection of these. What a what a beautiful. Uh, the flower uh, that is they've really improved the varieties they've really improved the hardiness and the performance in those plants the tall flax rutabacchias um, the sedums a lot of the different varieties of sedums are uh, the tall ones they are really great uh, you know for cut flowers and that the uh, some of the the, the ferns the even some of mixing some of the the variegated grasses in your um, in your bouquet the lavender um, and there's a whole host of more that uh, that you can use to cut. Just absolutely uh, beautiful to have nice, fresh, uh, you know, cut flowers, you know, around. So uh, those are some varieties that uh, you can definitely, uh, you know, cut. You know, Russian sage is another one that you can use on there. You are listening to Gardening with Andrew. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number 216 578 1100 or 216 578 1111. Good morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, My question is I have a a flowering quince. It's actually a hedge, but I leave it loose, and it's seven feet tall, and I'd like to bring it down to about four feet. Is it? Uh, I did this about seven years ago, and it actually made it better. Uh, is it all right to do that at uh, this time of year? Or yes. After no, I would. No, I would go ahead. The um, it didn't flower yet. Usually, it, it's a. Uh, oh it, no, no, no. If, if, if years fl- ago. Yeah, it flowered. It in the spring, right? Yeah, no, I would go ahead and cut that back. Uh, you, yeah, you can cut it back as hard as you want. And actually, um, after a while, the, that has a tendency to get very woody. Um, if it gets to the point where it's very woody, you could actually cut it all the way down to the ground, uh, to like about six, eight inches and let it and force it, <coughs> excuse me, force it to uh rebreak right at ground level and also force the, the the growth to come out of the ground so you have a you know just a brand new fresh uh you know uh, uh, edge over there uh with all fresh wood so whenever it gets too woody you can go ahead and do that but you can definitely cut it back now uh to whatever height you want uh cut the sides cut the top uh, it'll be a little woody for a little bit feed it feed it heavy uh and you should be all set what do I feed it with? I would use uh, plant tone and iron tone. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. You too. Bye-bye. I... Morgan Arangelo. Good morning, Good morning. Angela. How are we doing? I'm doing great. It's so wonderful. I'm standing outside, and it's just fantastic. Yes, beautiful um, out there. I 
I have a perennial garden, and I wanted to revamp the whole thing because I've got some tall things that should be in the back. And, you know, after years of this, it's like, okay, can I, can I do that? It's basically like digging up the whole thing and putting them in different spots. And, and should I wait? Can I do it like on a fall day when it's not cloudy? I mean, it's cloudy or something? Or? Yeah. The, the best time to do that would probably be, uh, I would say mid September. Okay. Uh, so what I would do, uh, I would, uh, you know, pick a, a week when the, um, the weather is a little bit on the cooler side, or if you can hit a, a week where, uh, it's cloudy with, um, with a little bit of rain, mm-hmm. um, I would go ahead and cut them down, uh, cut them down to like about three, four inches, you know, cut all of them down, oh, okay. uh-huh. uh, dig up the clump and uh, just uh, set them aside then get while you're doing that you might as well go ahead and get the ground uh, you know revamped uh, put uh-huh. some compost in there work the ground in and then go ahead and replant the um the clumps back in uh positioned the way you need them to be positioned so that the arrangement is the way you want it um all you have to do is you know and i would i would feed them the only thing that i would you know use biotone um as you're mixing the roots, a biotone will really ex- expedite the um, the rooting um, on the uh, on the plants. Uh, but mid September to mid November, they should be fully rooted, uh, and they should be ready to go. You know, full force uh, next spring. Uh, all you have to do for about two weeks just to keep an eye on the water. Uh, make uh-huh. sure if we, let's say if we get a, a two week of dry weather, uh, just to make sure that, uh, every day you, you know, you just water them, uh, give them a nice little soaking and that, um, that's about it. Uh, but, uh, that would be the best time to do that. Okay. And I can do that with irises and, and everything. You, you can do that with everything. Okay. Yeah. Now on okay. your irises, when you go to replant your irises, make sure that the crowns are kept at ground level. That they are now, oh, because if you okay. sing them a little bit, they'll survive well, but they will not bloom. So make sure that uh, all the um, the rhizomes are exposed to the same level that they are now. Okay, okay. Okay. I, okay, I also had a question about some raspberries. We've had some ever-bearing raspberries for year, probably 30 years, and we've pretty much ignored them. And my husband is trying to revamp them, and he weeded around them all, and the the berries are are tiny, tiny, and dried up, and hardly, hardly any, um, you know, little yeah, but, yeah. on the berries. Okay, uh, th- does he cut them down to the ground in the spring? Well, we haven't done anything. I don't know okay. what he did this right. year. But. The, the, the best way to revamp them is when it comes in the spring, just go ahead and cut them down at, right at ground level. Wow, okay. uh, don't leave any uh, don't leave any stubs don't leave anything uh, above the ground let them come out right out of the uh, the ground uh, also what happens after a while you know if they get to be overcrowded uh, you could actually mm-hmm. um, go ahead and kind of split them in two or three and kind of separate them uh, but the, um, the 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 most important thing is to make sure that they are cut at ground level so all you're gonna get is all brand new wood coming out of the ground um, Nothing of the old wood. The reason why you're getting uh, very small berries and that they're coming off of that old wood and you're getting way too... See, when you leave the stub up there, instead of having one shoot out of the ground, you're getting five or six. Well, by five, it can't sustain uh, that much. So what happens, the fruit becomes very small oh. or it won't sustain the fruit. So it's okay. really, really important that uh, they're cut at ground level because all you want is one shoot coming right out of the ground 
uh, that will support the fruit and will get a lot of fruit and will get big fruit. Uh, that's uh, that's the way you do it. But uh, you know, for now, there's not much you can do about it. Now it's it's kind of late for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the, the key is, uh, you know, to keep that uh, you know noted to do that. Best time to do that is like the end of March. Um, okay. And um, you know, feed them well. Feed them again at the end of June, early July, and you should be uh, all set to have a great crop. But as I said the key um, is not to leave any stubs so that there's no branching coming out of the old wood. The, the wood has to come out of the ground. Uh, that's where you're going to get the best out of it. Okay. Thank all you right. very much. Well, you have a great day. Yep. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Maria Rangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. I hope you will are that, also. I'm doing great. My question is regarding hostas. I have some hostas that came up on the one side of my home that uh, they look like they have onion skins on mm. their leaves. And I've put down uh, a preventative for the snails and slugs. And I had also sprayed it with Captain Jack's. Okay. My question is, can I cut them down now and have feed them and have them start all over again? Absolutely. Okay. If you have, for you or anybody out there, if you have any hostas that don't look good, uh, especially some of the oldest varieties. That's what uh, it is. They're, they have, um, the skin is thin. Um, they uh, they get um, uh, they get the fungus on it. Uh, they also get burned. Uh, so just go ahead and cut them down. Just feed them osmocote, uh, water it in, and uh, they, it will come uh, come back brand new, and they'll be absolutely beautiful. Uh, when you cut them down, cut them down to like about three inches from the ground. Okay, three and, inches. Yep, and they'll they'll be right back up. Okay, very good. All right, good. you have a great Thank day. Thank you very much. Yep. You enjoy the weekend. Bye Thank now. you so much. Yeah, bye-bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Good, how are you? Excellent, thank you. Okay, I have a couple questions. Um, I planted uh, six Alberta dwarf uh, pines. Okay. And they were doing well, but uh, my husband noticed that uh, we have some of them, a couple of them, um, have little brown. Yeah, what, yeah. What you have on there is spider mites. Uh, they are susceptible to that. Uh, just go ahead and spray them. Uh, best thing to use is bio advanced insect and disease and mite control. Bio advanced uh, insect disease and mite control. Uh, just go ahead and spray it with that. Uh, they should take care of it. Okay. Um, another question I have. My Miss Kim lilac bush, I cut it all the way down to the ground last year, and it came back fine, except now, the right in the center of it, it's dying off. Uh, you're, you're getting some die back in the center? Yes. Okay. Um, I would just, you know, just go ahead and cut that back. You know, whatever it's dying back, you know, just cut it off. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that, I don't know what would cause that. Either, uh, uh, either something, you know, got hit or... Or, uh, you know, maybe there's some, um, uh, insects on it, you know, check the leaves on it. Uh, but generally, uh, once you, you know, they come back, they come back nice and full. They should be, did they bloom well for you this spring? No, it, it 
wasn't tall enough to bloom. Okay. Um, I would just go ahead and remove that. I would shape it now, and uh, and that should be just fine, uh, and it should be back in the cycle. Um, now, next year, when you go to uh, – what I would do after, after it blooms next year, uh, whatever size it is, cut it back halfway. <clears throat> Don't – Instead of going to a drastic, they cut them all the way down to the ground, which, you know, you can do that once in a while. Uh, but the best way, the best practice on lilacs is after they're down blooming, uh, just take them and cut them back halfway. Let them force the, the new growth out of the bottom and the sides. Uh, I think maybe I cut it down too far. No, you, you know that, that's fine. That's no, you did the right thing. It's a, but uh, that that should give you a whole a whole brand new plant with a lot of fresh branching. Um, right now, what I would do, I would just shape it. If anything gets brown, they just go ahead and cut that off. And then next year, after it blooms, whatever size it is, just go ahead and cut it back halfway. And do that every year. You see that the plant will get better and better uh, every year. Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Okay, you have a great day. You yeah, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Angela. How are we doing? Oh, pretty good. Thanks. Thanks for your program. Thank you, um, Angelo. I have a perennial hibiscus which I cut back this spring, and it was very lush and beautiful. I went out about two weeks ago, and it was completely encapsulated in a vine. It was a. It, it is a white greenish. Very thin vine, no leaves at all, and um, we we can just uh, well now it's um, the vine is still on it, but not the way it was. There were huge clumps of this, and you could just grab them by the handfuls. And um, we've never seen anything like this. Do you have an idea what it is? It's like it's an airborne um, type of thing. Uh, no, I don't have an idea what it is, but what I would, if you, can you take a picture of it and send it, um, send it to our office? I can. Unfortunately, I don't have, um, you know, we grabbed so much of the stuff off, but you can still get an idea yeah. of what it's done to the plant. Yeah. All, all we need, just, just, uh, so there's a little bit of it on there so we can identify it. And, okay. uh, the, um, uh, what I would do, uh, though, is, uh, uh, it, on the base of the plant, um, if you could uh, just uh, get like a straight roundup on a on a sponge, I would just go ahead and uh, wipe that off. On the base. Uh, on the base, right right on the on the vine, uh, without going on the foliage of your plant, just on the uh, just on the base of it, uh, you should be able uh, to affect it from there. But um, if you can send us a picture of that, and then uh, I'll have, you know, put um, your number on there, we'll just go ahead and call you back uh, with you know with the identif- identification and uh, yeah. what to do about it. Okay. okay. Thing is, it's like it's airborne. There is no the vine does not come out of the ground. There's no there's no starting point from the ground. Just, it just got right on the vine. I mean, right, just, on, right, on, right on the plant. It just—it's like it flew in and landed, and there was no, there's nothing else in my flower bed that has this on. Uh, it's just this one plant. Yeah, S- send us a picture but, of that. Okay, fine. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Uh huh. Mm, Thank bye-bye. you. You too. Bye bye. You, you're listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number: area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six five seven eight one 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 one. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. 
We're back. You're listening to Gardening with Andrew. Our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Yara, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. Uh, I'd like to know how to care for an indoor cat, Christmas cactus plant, please. Uh, uh, you know, fairly easy. Uh, you really want to make sure that uh, you keep them in a, in a uh, lighted area. Um, but not direct sun, kind of indirect sun. So they get plenty of light, but don't let the sun go through the glass under the plant. It, generally, it will, uh, it will scorch them. Um, and all you have to do, just, you know, f- you know, feed them, uh, just put a little bit of asthma coat in there about every three months and uh, water them about every 10 days. Um, and, uh, just water them, you know, not very heavy. Uh, that's really about, they're very easy. And then when it comes, um, the end of September, uh, the best thing to do to get the, uh, the most buds out of them is to, um, uh, give them a cool down. Uh, if you can put them outside where they get morning sun and afternoon, uh, shade, uh, you can, um, uh, leave them there until, uh, October, uh, 25th, uh, about 30 days of cooling. And um, they will set buds uh, like uh, two to three times more than they would otherwise. Okay. Um, and uh, that's really about you bring them in, and then uh, they'll start to initiate. And uh, by the time we get into uh, late November, they, they'll start blooming. They'll bloom all the way through. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. I have a thistle problem. I have a garden that is overgrown with them. Uh, What can I do to get rid of them? The best thing that works on that is Weed Beater Ultra. It takes Trimac. Trimac is really what uh, the only uh, one that uh, can get rid of it, and the Weed Beater Ultra has uh, Trimac in it. So spray it with that. Uh, It's going to take it's going to take two or three. uh, applications you know you, you, you're going to spray it it's going to go down uh then you kind of start to see kind of trying to, to re, you know re uh coming back again as, as you see it starting up against hit it again um and uh, you that's uh, the best way to get rid of it uh if um make sure it doesn't go to seed make sure that if there's any kind of seed pods on there get uh, cut that off now and then just go ahead and spray it Okay, should I cut them all down? I mean, I've got a ton of them. Can uh, I? I would just only if they're um, if they're in um, in bloom. If they're not in bloom yet, um, I would just go ahead and uh, spray them and just let it let them dry down. Okay, fine. Um, I've got a wild raspberry, um, and I w- I heard you earlier talking about it. This thing, uh, I've had beautiful raspberries on it, but it's it's gigantic. When should I trim that? Spring or in the spring? In the spring, the, and the, the same thing there. The the best way to to really uh, keep them, uh, you know, to where they, they go, you're going to get the most out of them. You want to keep them at you know, you want to cut them down at ground level. You want all new wood. The new wood on them uh, definitely uh, makes it. Um, you know, you, you get all much bigger berries and a lot more of them. Uh, that they will be able to hold on there. Okay, great. Is it too late to trim my Miss Kim? Uh, let's see where are we at the uh, middle of. Yeah, you uh, said July. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, you're going to trim it hard, or you're just going to kind of shape it? No, I was just going to give it a haircut. Yeah, you can just. Yeah, you can do that. You can okay. do that. Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. All Love right. Your program. Uh, yeah. Have a great day. Thank you Thank so you much. Too. Yeah. Bye bye. Morgan Rangelo. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, uh, 
I had a question about an apple tree. Okay. Uh, it's a mid-sized apple tree, and it's like hit or miss every year with how many blooms and apples I get. This year, I get, looks like a bumper crop, but they all have, they're about walnut size, and they're starting to get black spots on them, like dimples, like a, a golf ball. Okay. Is there any way I can save that? Yeah, that yeah. Thing? What I would do is um, I would I would you know Bonite makes a, a, a complete fruit tree spray. Okay. Um, I would go ahead and spray them with that. Uh, that will stop it. Uh, I would do that uh, you know a couple of times about ten days apart. Uh, they should uh, they should take care of it. Uh, next year, what I would do is uh, when you know start with. Um, in uh, late uh, April, early May, right after they're down blooming, I would go ahead and uh, you know use all season oil, okay, um, uh, and uh, that that will uh, uh, keep the plants a lot you know the, a lot cleaner. And then when you get to be at this time of the year, you would only apply the fruit tree spray one time. Uh, and you should be set. But uh, I'll go ahead and do that now, and I think that'll stop um, you know the uh, the damage on the on the fruit. Okay, now is that like an in- insect problem or a fungus no, problem? Or? No, it's more of a fungus. It's more okay. of a fungus. Yeah, it's not an insect. All right. All Very right. Good. Thank you very All right. much. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye nice bye. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Hi. Hello, Angelo. Yes. Good morning. Question, uh, good morning. I had a question about how to get rid of sumac. Uh, sumac, um, well, the, the only way you can get rid of that, you really should, uh, you know, just spray it with, uh, a Roundup on a, you know, don't, not diluted. Uh, those are right, you know, they come out of rhizomes, so you have, you're gonna have to keep an eye on the area. Uh, it'll probably, uh, it'll take you, um, a whole season, uh, to get rid of them because the, uh, like I said, the, the roots, they travel, um, you know, sideways, uh, and they can go for uh, a pretty good, uh, pretty good run. Uh, so, you know, get rid of the, um, uh, you know, the big ones and then just watch for the little ones, uh, trying to come out of the, uh, the ground through the rhizomes. Uh, and as you see them, make sure they get about three or four leaves on there. Then go ahead and, uh, spray them with that. That will get rid of them. But, uh, they'll take you a little while, but they're not that hard to get rid of. Well, it's in the middle of our wild raspberry patch. So that's, we don't want to, Paint that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do. Yeah, you don't want to use that on that. That's for sure. Uh, then what I would do is, uh, I would go ahead and cut them, uh, cut them at ground level, and uh, don't uh, just keep an eye on them coming out. Don't let them go to to leaf because eventually, without leaves, they won't survive. It'll just take you a little bit longer to do it that way. Okay. Okay. Great. Thank you. Yep. Have, have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Maria Rangelo. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. Angelo, I have the Bradford pear trees, uh-huh. and there seems to be some kind of blight. Uh, the majority of the leaves have turned brown and yeah. are falling off. Yeah, that was uh, that really started this spring. Um, we had a, a very uh, unusual uh, weather pattern uh, in the spring in uh, April. Uh, when uh, we got so cold, you know, they started to butt out, and then they, uh, uh, quite a bit of that this year. Uh, is it all, all over, or is it just uh, uh, spotty? Or Well, it... I have four trees that are probably 15 feet apart, and all four of them have it. Okay, but, but uh, on, uh, on the tree, on the tree, is it, is it just on the tips? Is it um, all over the tree? All over the tree. Yeah, um, I would go ahead and cut the trees down. 
Yeah, you're, you're not going to you're not going to be able to save them. Right. Um, okay. It's um, they normally um, if they get it, uh, it it's the, the weather. You know, when the, the weather pattern goes haywire like it did this year. Uh, the ones that they're successful and the Bradford Pier is one of they are successful to that. Um, and we have, I've also seen that on, on apples this year quite a bit, much more than, than we ever do. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. The, the family across the street, um, a couple hundred feet away planted five new ones. And they're kind of young, small. They don't have it yet. Is there something she could do to prevent it? No, not not really. Uh, but uh, I said generally, you don't see that too often. That's not that's not something that's you know it's normal. It just um, it, you know every so often, uh, the, just the perfect condition. Uh, but the pears generally, like the Cleveland pear, uh, very very seldom you'd ever see that on a breed. Now the Bradford. Which is the original pair? Um, that is the one that pr- it's probably much more successful than any of them. But like the Cleveland pair, very very seldom I've ever seen that on, on that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's a. Uh, uh, but you know the Bradford is is by far the most successful to that. But uh, we don't even Bradfords are not even grown anymore. Um, so the you know that's uh, that's uh, that's the original of the flowering pears. Uh, but the um, but chances are uh, you know if uh, they keep them um, you know healthy you know make sure they feed them uh, you know just tell them to you know make sure they feed them in the spring feed them again at the end of June middle of July um, that is the best way to really keep them healthy. Oh okay, I'll do that. Okay, thank you very much. All right. appreciate it. Yep. Love your show. Yep. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yep. You bye-bye. too. Uh, bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How we doing? How are you? Excellent. Thank Good. you. Um, Angela, I have a forsythia and a pussy willow in an area with other uh, bushes. How do I keep the forsythia and pussy willow down to a smaller size? I want to keep them a little bit smaller to fit in with the rest. How do I keep them a little bit smaller? Um, you can go ahead and cut the first. You, you can cut the both of them back now, um, and um, the uh, you're still going to have uh, uh, the flower on the forsythia, but on the pussy willow. Uh, go ahead and cut that back now. But next year, the best thing to do is um, right after they're done blooming, the forsythia, just go ahead and uh, cut that back. And the same thing with the, the pussy willow. When it comes at the end of uh, April that the flowers are pretty well done, just go ahead and cut it back uh, halfway. Um, and uh, the um, it will keep it fuller. Uh, then all you have to do it, you know, middle of uh, by the end of June, middle of July, uh, just go ahead and trim it, uh, shape it. You still, got, you still got time for the flowers to reset for next year, uh, and then you can just keep it in check. But that, that's the best way to do that. But right now, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and cut that back. You can go ahead and cut the forsythia back uh, to shape to fit the edge that you have, and um, so should have plenty of time to reflush and to reset the buds for uh, the flower buds for next year. And I lime my soil uh, in the spring, but I think I need to uh, maybe lime again. Uh, a few uh, mushrooms come in. How, I how would I would I, I would do that in the fall. I wouldn't do that now. I would wait until uh, end of October. Uh, get the lightning lime. Uh, you know, put uh, put that down. That that act, that activates immediately. 
the minute it gets on the ground that it gets wet, it gets activated. Um, but uh, you, it's much easier to do it at that time. You can also do it heavier at that time. Uh, a bag will do 5,000 square foot. Um, you can uh, you can go a little bit heavier than that, uh, especially uh, you know sitting there all winter. But I would not do it now. Uh, are there any good soil testing kits out there, Angelo? Yeah, they are, but you know it all depends on how deep of a you know how detailed of a soil test you want. Uh, you can send you can send that. You know if you if you're having uh, issues, it's worth the money uh, to, to to really find out exactly what the soil is missing uh, versus trying to guess. The, the soil test they'll give you pH, uh, they'll give you some minors. But it's not, um, you know, all, all it, all it, all it's going to tell you is your soil acidity or is it uh, alkaline. Um, that's, uh, you know, in over, you know, in our area here, most, most of our soil is more acidic unless you're by the lake, uh, where it's sandy. Uh, you, to the tendency there is to be more al- al- alkaline. Uh, so, um, but, you know, if you're trying to, if you're having issues growing things, then there's more than just, uh, uh, the um, you know the pH in the soil. Is it uh, better to aerate the lawn in the fall or the spring? I would say in the fall. I, I would say September. September okay. is definitely a great time to do that. Thank you very much. All right. Well, uh, are you having trouble growing things in your in your place, or? Um, no, I think uh, my fertilizer uh, doesn't uh, have as much effect on the lawn. Okay, as that, it used okay. To. If 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 that is the case, that is the uh, the liming will take care of that. Okay. All right. How do, what one last thing? What is the sign that you've got too much lime down if you overdo it? Uh, I don't think you can do that over here. Tell you the truth. Okay. Okay. Very good, sir. All right. Thank you. you. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye now. Morgan Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay. Uh, let me tell you, just real quick question, because Noel took care of a lot of things last week. I have five hydrangea bushes. Three of them bloomed, oh, crazy this year. Beautiful purple, pink, blue. Two of my uh, hydrangea bushes, nothing. Beautiful green leaves, beautiful green leaves. Didn't grow as tall as the other two, other three. All, all same varieties? Uh, that I can't tell you. The leaves look pretty much the same. Um, it's a darker green plant. I thought they were all five of them were the same, but these two in the middle are a little bit shorter and they're a little bit darker. So it's a possibility. It's a, my question to you is: Will they ever bloom, or should I just give them up and pull them out? Did they bloom for you last year? No. Then get rid of them. Okay. They're basically. Um, uh, what you want to get, you want to make get rebloomers. You want the ones that bloom off of the new wood. Yeah, you uh, should. Yeah, the other hydrangeas are gorgeous. Just, right, and, and I mean today, uh, there's no reason for anybody to have hydrangeas that don't bloom. All these new varieties are incredible, um, but just make sure that you make sure that they are the ones that bloom on new wood. The rebloomers on new wood. Yeah, because we cut them down the same as we did the yep. other ones, and like I yep. said, three of them came up. And yep. if they didn't bloom last year, they they're that's a possibility. Then yeah. they just don't have any flowers to them. Well, they, they will bloom sporadic. That's basically you know you'll get uh, you'll get a year where the weather will be absolutely perfect, uh, and then they will put uh, a show on that year. But then you can go another five or six years without seeing a bloom on them. 
Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so oh, that's pretty exactly. much what happens with those. Okay, listen, thank you very much. All right. You solved you, our problem here. Have, have a, a weekend. Have bye a bye. great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. morning. Angelo. Oh, good morning. How are we doing? Well, pretty good. Yourself? Excellent. Thank you. Great show so far. Thank hey, you. Um, I'm trying to find out about peonies. Mine, uh, I've had them for many years, but they keep coming up. They have the bloom, and then they get a white chalky uh, substance on them, and then the leaves start dying back already, like now. Um, is there anything I can put on that? Or I mean, you can um, uh, generally by mid-August, uh, peonies, the foliage, most of them kind of uh, breaks down. Uh, you can apply fungicide to them. You can use the uh, the copper fungicide on it. They will hold uh, uh, the leaves longer, uh, but it doesn't do it doesn't uh, hurt the peonies from a standpoint of the leaves going down uh, because of um, you know it, that's pretty much the nature of that plant. Um, if you want the leaves to, to to stay nicer and that, just spray them with it's a fungus. Just go ahead and spray them with copper fungicide. Um, and they'll they'll hold uh, in you know into September, uh, and then they'll start to go down. But that's all it is. Uh, that's all that's wrong with them. It's not really anything is, wrong with them. It's pretty much doing what they do. Is, is that something that I would put on like when they start to bloom, or right after the right after they're down blooming, right after they're down blooming? Down. Yep. Okay. You know, Actually, real quick, is, is there a way to get rid of crabgrass at this point, or yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's a there's a liquid crabgrass control that you can spray, and it works phenomenal. Um, okay. Uh, 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 makes one chickweed and uh, crabgrass control. Uh, it's a liquid. You know, it, it works really, really well. Just uh, make sure you do it on a day when there's no chance of rain. Okay. Okay. Thank you much. All right. Have you have a great day. day. Yep. Bye bye. Morning, Garangelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yes, good morning. Hey, how's it going? I've been listening to you good. over the phone talking to other people. <laughs> Go ahead. I uh, I did a quick question. Uh, I've had chameleon plants in my yard for uh, quite a few years now. What kind of plant? You know, the chameleon plant? Oh, chameleon, okay. Yeah, the ones that spread really yep. good with a yep. lot of moisture. Yep. Well, if we're going to put up with them spreading, <laughs> how do you get the color? Uh, the color, you know, the color is really determined by the the pH in the soil. Um, so, what I would do is, you know, generally the pH can get very sour, uh, especially in a moist area. Uh, if you want the color to be a little bit brighter, just put uh, sprinkle some lime in there. This uh, the best time to do that would be uh, late October, November. Okay, and that uh, that will help that. So the lime would lower the pH then. No, it would it would rise the pH. The lime would raise the pH. It would raise the pH. Yes. The reason what the pH is lower, you know, in a moisture area, generally uh -huh. your pH is going to be very low. To raise that, you'd have to put a little bit of lime in there. That will raise it. And the time, okay. the best time to do that would be uh, like late October. Uh -huh. I'm just curious though, the pH in the soil that has to do with that, like the uh, acidity in the soil. The acidity in the soil, exactly. Oh, so I, I always thought the more the acidity, the higher the pH. Uh, no, is that wrong? no, that's the other way around. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. The the lower the higher the acidity, the lower the the pH. Like a, you okay. know. A, 
our, our pH over here, our, our, our perfect pH is a five, is a seven. Uh, six and a half to seven is the perfect uh, uh, number. So okay. below that is more acid. Above that is more uh, alkaline. Okay. So the lower that number, the more the more acidic the soil is. And so, so the, the, to bring it up a little bit, when they, you know you put the lime down, and there there rises the number on that pH. So basically, there's too much acidity in the soil. There's too exactly too much acidity in the soil. And the color might change. It, I, it, and it will change. Really? Yep. Well, all right. Thanks a lot. That all right. Interesting. Yep. Have a great day. Yep. All right. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Margie Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I have a couple questions about a golden dogwood bush I have. Okay. When I bought it, you told me it was going to get big, and um, it's doing great. It's about four years old. It's it's just growing like crazy. I've already cut it back twice this year. I cut about two and a half feet off of each stem. Um, is it possible for me to be able to hold this plant at, like, no taller than six feet? Or eventually, like a couple years down the road, am I going to have a problem keeping it? No. Now, what you do is every spring, um, you know, it comes up uh, like you done. Now, instead of cutting it a couple of feet, just go ahead and cut it down to, like, about uh, uh, three feet. It'll come back up. And then you know, cut it back again, and it'll stay. Uh, it should stay in the size that you want, pretty much as long as you want it. Okay, that's great news. I was worried yeah. that I might have no, to take no, it you, out. No, no, you, you know, you can keep them. Uh, you can definitely maintain them the size that you want. It just takes uh, an extra trimming. Uh, but uh, another thing that you can do with those, those make really, um, really nice dry uh, stems. Oh. Uh, you know, wintertime, uh, you know, you can, in a fall, you can leave some there uh, to cut and you can use in the winter uh, to make nice arrangements in, you know, in a house, if you, especially if you get the, the yellows and the, and the reds uh, mixed. Um, uh, also, when you do your uh, uh, Christmas uh, pots and that, you can uh, add some of these to them. Uh, that's another way that you can, you know, you can, instead of trimming them early, just trim a little bit later uh, and use them for that. Okay, and then they have like a, a bud or a flower that's about yep. there to the wake. Does it matter if I cut it uh, above it, or below? It doesn't matter. Okay. The, the flower is not a big deal on that plant. Right, right, because they're not real. No, they're not. So, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, great. Thanks. All right, have a great day. You yeah, too. Bye bye. Bye. Morning, Al Rangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Okay. How are you? Good. Uh, I have uh, some Texas bushes. They're older. And I noticed last year I started getting, for lack of a better description, small areas with the rusty look to the leaves. And it's come back a little bit this year, but it doesn't seem to be as bad as it was last year. Is that a, an insect? It's, no, it's a fungus uh, that you're getting on there. What I would do, just uh, you know, spray it with uh, a systemic fungicide. Uh, there's one called Infuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, spray it with that. They should uh, stop it and take care of it uh, from there. Um, it, it also helps uh, on those to you know to feed them heavy uh, in the spring and feed them heavy in the summer at the end of June, middle of July. Uh, they're really uh, the healthier you keep them there, the, the better they're going to perform with that. Uh, and one, of, some of the bushes, uh, they're. I had a neighbor planted a silver maple, and it's just. 
totally blocked out the sunlight to my backyard. Yeah. And I noticed the one that I had uh, is basically just the skeleton. It's it's the yeah, dead wood. Yeah. If they don't if they don't uh, take the shade. Uh, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have defoliation, especially on uh, some evergreens. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will not uh, be able to hold if it's, uh, you know, once it gets to be uh, to where the light is cut out uh, more than, uh, to, you know, they don't, they get less than six hours. Uh, that really scales that back. I uh, think what I suspected uh, was the problem because yep. uh, it, it happened only after his tree started growing into my yard. Yep, that that will do it. All right. Okay, thank okay, you. Have much. a great day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Uh, you know, pretty nice day out there. Not uh, not too bad. It looks like um, a little cloudy and that. I just hope we get we do get uh, a good uh, soaker. We can use one. Enjoy the weekend. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye.